welcome back to another episode of Wait, Wait Don't, Don't Do It, where we tell you to Wait. give us money, white people, instead of doing these dumbass videos about your guilt. Cool. And if you can't give us money, then again, open a jo- give me a job opportunity. If you have connections, give me a job opportunity. I'm a great writer. I'm a hilarious person, and I can help. People. We gonna tag everyone: Kesha, Sarah Paulson, them. Pay my yes. student loans, honey. Pay my student loans. Send us Venmo. Ooh, yes, Venmo here, because here, and here, honey. If you don't know what we're talking about, we will put it right here. Um, I take responsibility.org, I believe it is, is an organization and now a platform for I guess white celebrities to come on and talk about how they are taking responsibility for their silence for the past 300 years. <laughs> 300 years. So, the whole entirety. The entirety, they're apologizing. Again, we know that to a level that you are sorry. And I know, we know that. We know that. Thank you. But as we talked about in the last episode, white guilt does not change the feeling that we have inside. White guilt does not open the door for us. White guilt doesn't change the status quo. But you know what does? Opening your mouth for us. Standing up for standing up to your bosses and being like, hey, we haven't hired a person of color in how long? Oh my gosh, that is my main pet peeve. And I know I wasn't trying to come off angry and like into it, but like I value diversity. That's one of my biggest values in my entire life since I was a child. I've always made sure my friend group and everything I've done has been diverse, the places I go, work, etc. Yeah. And it baffles me that people are like, well, I don't know what to do to help. How do you go to work when you see people like you and you're like, I don't know what to do? And you think that's normal? And that's we, just normal. That's just normal. Because we don't have that. I so, don't have that. I'm always the only black person. So, yeah, I saw a lot of people like Sarah Pauls. And, again, you work with Ryan Murphy. The diversity. You saw. You were in 2016. Or the. Uh, the What was it? America War Story. Cult. The, the, the 2016 cult. election. Trump. The House. You didn't even bring Latin people on there. You didn't even talk about our situation and we were the one that were scapegoated during that election Sarah Paulson so again that's what you can do again I'm like that is it's it just it, it again when your apology fuels this <laughs> energy then something's not working okay then it's not working so what do you say to people that say you're bitter you guys just always want to blame white people I, if I was bitter, if I wanted to blame white people, I would not be where I am today. If I was bitter, I would not be pursuing my own self. If I was bitter, I wouldn't be likable. Ah. <laughs> but no, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not bitter. There's no bitterness towards that, what it is, because... We still got white friends and shit. You know, we cool or whatever. Period. But the fact of the matter is, at this point, we are treating y'all like you have been treating us. <laughs> and that's the fun that's the fun fact. So there's no bitterness. Because if I'm bitter, then your uncles are bitter for the whole Your mammy, honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But bitter is a but I don't think they can call us bitter now because we have the president doing um tweeting a, a rally. Twitter. No, no, the rally in Tulsa. He's doing a rally, a pet rally. On Juneteenth. A KKK rally. Stop. It's it's a KKK rally. They're not a terrorist group, though. Not allegedly. It's a fact. Trump supporters are a terrorist group because they did this. They did this to the country. They put us in a national security, whatever you want to call this situation. Pandemic part two. This 
is y'all's fault. So, again, y'all are a terrorist group. We got to rethink how we're doing this now. We got to re, we got to name it for what it is. You got us in this situation. So, y'all are terrorists. Um, but, yeah, they're doing, and that's a terrorist. You're a terrorist if you are literally, willingly, knowingly that you are doing a rally where you know that you're anti-blackness on Juneteenth where slavery was abolished in Tulsa. I want to just say for the record, you know, a lot of people say, why would he do something like this? It's so immoral. It's so bad. What's the answer? Because he doesn't know about it. Because he doesn't know anything. He made a rally because he didn't know the significance or the date because he doesn't care to know. And that's just really what it shows at the end of the day. Um... I wish to, I, 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 I can believe that storyline, but based on how trolly he is, I gotta not give him the benefit of the doubt on that. But he would have to actually like read to know that. Like, no, he no, no, no. Just, like, do he has weird. advisors. <laughs> he has racist as advisors. Uh, he has interns that tweet for him wherever he so, says allowed. So I would say, period, point blank. I do believe this is in like this is initiating like divide and he's like again it's breathtaking so again this is not bitterness this is very much over it <laughs> thanks Raffi more news for you here on wait don't do it and take it away <laughs> <laughs> our new segment so it's pride season and it wouldn't be pride season without mess um, <laughs> um we're being messy too though I would say am I <laughs> let me tell you let me tell you what we're we're not going to do <laughs> here in pride season. Can in you 2020. add him? So I am. In 2020 and during this during this month, during everything, what we're not going to do is try to, you know, run away, uh, silence black voices, and just feel like you can block away your problems. So we are very supportive girls. We like to follow up and coming uh, queer celebrities, regardless of color, gender, identity, expression, whatever. Um, and cute ass. It was also, <laughs> well, could be part of that. True. true. Um, the people that we just enjoy, one in particular, um, Jojo Zilla, the house. <laughs> um, I know you guys don't know who this is. If you ever squinted really hard at the Todrick Hall video, you might have seen um, his hair. But... <laughs> And his T-Rex on. <laughs> I'm not going to bully. I'm not gonna we're not bully. going to bully. No, I'm going to um, But anyway, this person who we always supported and followed, um, followed a Trump supporter, liked a Trump supporter, who happened to be his ex. And Dated we, a Trump supporter. Right. And we get it. Like, we're going to talk about this. And I know there's a lot of complexities in relationships during this time uh, because you love who you love. But at the same time, their value system, their beliefs impacts not only you, but all the people that you claim to support and claim mm-hmm. to be an ally for. Uh, Jojo in particular uh, likes to name himself the Prince of Twerking. So he's obviously the Prince of Appropriation. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, because because he has always been in these black and brown spaces, supported people like Todrick Hall, who does not speak for us. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll put that billboard cover right here. <laughs> um, you know, we always like to invite people to the cookout. And that's an issue, I want to say, for people of color. I feel like we're always so, like, willing to allow people to just... If they, again, if they, like I said, does JoJo twerk on beat, opposed to a lot of people that twerk off beat? Yes. However... Uh, yes, we do do that. If they do that, I would I would say that. However, you commented with the wait on. We don't have any screenshots because we were. Both. Oh, I have screenshots. Trust screenshot. Uh, screenshot. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, 
Um, and keeping with accountability during the season, you know, we point out that the person that he's following, that, you know, he's clouding up is a Trump supporter. And in the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> wee hours, because I woke up at 7 a.m. to this tweet, okay? Wee hours in the morning. Um, he tweeted, well, he DM'd us. He didn't tweet out. He literally direct messaged us. Hey, I just want to say, I don't want to drag us. You know, we're, I know we're critically acclaimed, but we have five followers on Twitter, y'all. Uh, we are essentially no one. No shade to anyone, but we're no one. And he decided to direct message us about saying we should worry about us and focus on what we're doing. But you, what did we say? What did you say? Well, guess what? I just, just strictly holding him accountable for his actions. I, I just, I just, because he, again, he's been saying Black Lives Matter. He's been saying, he's been He's been white people uh, saying Black Lives Matter. That's what he's been doing. Um, But then he blocked us from seeing the direct message, um, and he blocked. Also, you. He blocked me for like, commenting on it. Yes, and I was again. I didn't even comment anything disrespectful. I said, "Answer the question, girl." That's a valid question. He also went on our Instagram and blocked us. So there's just a lot of. It's just interesting that someone who is allegedly doing a lot, you know, really focusing on themselves, could just take time to block a little podcast like us. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, T. But I think what really is the message there is, if you're really about this life of changing the future and really. Uh, if, affecting impact, you can't silence brown voices, especially when they're holding you accountable. Because we're not coming from a place of shade. We're not coming from a place of, of of negativity. We're coming from a place like we are supporting you, but you're directly not supporting All us. Right. Human rights are not, are not a debate. You know, following someone like Trump, who has clearly shown the most division in this nation since I don't fucking know when, um, obviously impacts things and I get it like you know you don't want to be seen as a person be painted out you want to control your own narrative but like you really have to be open um, to just feedback and understanding what it's like as a brown and black person to see you post things and appropriate my culture I will say he did you ended up finding out that he unfollowed his Trump supporting X. Right, and then the person that he blocked us over, guess what? He's not even following him anymore. So what is the T? All you did is have a tantrum <laughs> and then do what I said. Exactly. <laughs> Dang, take- even his ex said something. You mad donkey. You mad you Madzilla? And then the person that he followed his ex said, oh, I support Jesus. You still are supporting Trump. That ain't got nothing to do with it. And either way, if you support Trump, you're not supporting Jesus. I want to know, is that the only person that we held accountable and then actually like went out of their way to block us? Right. I mean, the thing is, we are comfortable with having conversations uh, with, with anyone uh, about these topics. And I say that even for my own friend group. I have seen people upset. I know people who are, you know wives of police officers and I get that whole oh my god but (laughs) I don't care Um, I'm okay having these tough conversations uh, because we have to move forward that's the only way it's going to change but if your opinion directly goes against our human rights and other people's human rights our literal lives (laughs) then we can't be friends and I cannot stress that enough I cannot stress that enough and that is like gonna be that. I think that line, line in the sand is what we're seeing right now. Because I mean, I was I was keeping up with Candy Burrs. Her daughter was going off. She said like, I'm blocking every all the all y'all people that I've been calling my friends and da da da. Her mom went on saying so like again, Blackiana, honey. So like again, if you're losing friends right now, 
Yeah. If you're okay with that, then keep doing you, sis. But don't don't be about that life, Starbucks. Next. Um, I just think that we're going to continue our politics, our news brief, because this is what y'all want, right? We're giving it to you, girl. Another um, issue that has come up for a lot of queer people of color during this time is how to... I was respond to all this going on whilst being with a Caucasian partner. Um, Because I do think it's affecting people. I think it's affecting the person, the brown person in that relationship a lot more right now. Because I'm not going to, I'm not trying to drag nobody. but And I've seen celebrities too. But I think it provokes the person of color to be more verbal, more vocal about this life. And again, cool. I mean, yeah, but let me let me give y'all some context. This is not a oh my god, interracial couples and blah blah blah. That's not what this is. This is we have a it's systemic. We have a culture, a media. When we look at what is queer and queer media and what is in, well, our representations are specifically a, per, a white man with a person of color. That happens in every single representation of gay males, um, LGBT pose. Um, oh my gosh. Start again. Pose, Netflix is Hollywood. Anything with Ryan Murphy, literally. And he's um, like, he's the voice of the gays in, in Hollywood right now because his scripts are like the most. Right. Yeah. You know, even Shonda Rhimes is how I get her murder. I mean, we see Terry Washington being, you know, like that with the president. Yeah. We get that. The interracial couple is a thing, but the thing is that perpetuates a narrative that that is what is still more valuable, what is the norm and what should happen and then it intersects with all these things happening and then you are kind of left as a person of color in a relationship with someone who may or may not truly understand will ever understand or can honestly offer you the support to understand and then that in turn causes more conflict and tension and I just want you guys to be happy (laughs) because (laughs) another thing we're bringing up because if this is Molly storyline with Andrew on in Insecure. He's an Asian man. She's a black woman, and those interracial relationships of two people of color. Then you have a middle ground, and you have more of a support system. But again, I've had white boyfriends, and I've dated white guys, and that's and and I will say, if I go on Tinder right now, that is what I match with. That is what I get. And I and I be swiping on everyone, bitch, on all of, on all of them. And the truth is, and I'm gonna say this again on the video podcast because we want to make sure all our experiences are told. We've both have uh, dated, been involved with white males in the situation. I have been told, as a young gay man growing up in North Carolina, I've been told that I would date you. You're the only black guy I would date. I've been told you're really cute for the black guy. I've been told you don't act black. I've been I, I hear these things. This is not this is not uh, a bitterness. It's not a this is a reality. For At the us. moment, how does that make you feel? The thing is, in the moment, as a child, as someone who is not really aware of everything, all the context, I was like, oh, great, I have a shot. That means you they like yourself. me. You yes. felt special. You felt special. And that's what we're trying to work against. We don't want any person to feel special just because a white person notices them. You are talented. You are beautiful. You are special just because of who you are, period. So why are we talking about this? Billy Porter... Um, took to took to Instagram to uh, make an open letter to um, black to the black community, um, and basically said that they are the white supremacists of the of uh, the LGBT community, which I thought was uh, it just 
flabbergasting because at the end of the day, don't label that because that as white supremacy because at the end of the day, only white people can cause white supremacy. Period. That's like reverse saying that the race reverse racism. And it don't exist. And it don't exist. Second, you are limiting the fact that you yourself are a black man and gay, and you are cutting that 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 intersectionality out. No, if you look at it, drag culture, everything has been influenced by the black community. So saying something like that puts in the idea that black people are, because again, think about how people think about queerness. It's white. It it paints a picture of black people are the bullies to white gays. And that is what people take from that situation. And And we cannot have that narrative. And that's not going to advance anything. Because I see white gays reposting it. Like, yeah, yes. Let me tell you, honey. Um, First of all, you, I wouldn't say that all white people, even, you know, people that are helpful allies, do not post things that speak for the black community because you're not part of it. Period. Done. Um, Done. Number two. (laughs) um, Stop wearing Kente clothes? (laughs) Stop doing that. Stop pandering. But really, the issue with Billy Porter's statement really was that it's unlike white supremacy in that it has not systemically killed us at mass rates. Are black trans women under attack? Yes. Are they the most vulnerable population in our community? Yes. That is a fact. And that is a population we stand for and advocate for the most because of that, just like the Black Lives Matter yeah. movement. Yeah. However, it is different because there are so many intersections. Black and brown people have definitely influenced drag and gay culture in general um, around the world and it has permeated into the mainstream media. So I, I can't say that's been the same but is it problematic? Yes. Every shade room post is problematic. Yeah. That's just it. Yeah. Um, and it comes from white supremacy. It comes from slavery and that notion of masculinity being taken through in different uh, actions. Slavery directly impacted it. that comfortability. And that, again, was caused so you by can't white blame man. black people for something. That mean, white, white man caused. <laughs> right. But you can't work against it. We can yes. have conversations. We can go and be open to therapy, talk about our feelings, and not you know feel the need to attack uh, Dwayne Wade's uh, daughter every fucking day. <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. Let them live. Who cares about someone? It's not your daughter. It's not your daughter. So I will go into real quick something that you, you said. So this is not to say white people are terrible, because again, we have white friends. But also, going back to like, again, white, like noticing that in my dating realm, I get approached by a lot of white guys opposed to other people of color. Again, he, uh, Nunu mentioned that maybe it's like, because like I said, I can't, I feel like I've closed myself off to love at this point. Giving up on love. I have. It's affected it's close the close to repair. It's a, it's it's a um the whiteness of this all of like getting approached to white people all the time and not getting approached by people of color or not being seen by my community in that sense. I feel like has made me like give up on like love in that sense. And, and that's the real thing. And again, that's the story that's not being told. It happens to especially to these big cities, New York, yeah. uh, Miami, uh, DC, LA. That happens for a lot of people of color because again, that's all that we are able to access. Yeah. Um, and so that's what our issue is. It's not that you're in an interracial relationship. We don't care. We don't care. We <laughs> just want options and the same respect for everyone, right? Yes, because I 
I really, in my head, I can't right now feel like I can be with a white man because I have too much trauma caused by white men to me. And that trust is not there. And at the end of the day, I need someone to, like, finally, like, again... Who did, what did um, Queen say? And Queen said, she was like, I need someone to just, like, kiss my scars and not take them away or change them. Kiss my scars and love me for who I am. And that, to me, will only be now with a person of color that can understand. And so we don't need I, a savior, honey. And so, like I said, I... And I, and I want to hear from other people of color that feeling of hopelessness, that feeling of, am I giving up on love? Because Nunu brought up, these other people that are brown, black, Asian, dating white men, they're just open to the love. They're, I guess they're giving, like, they may be very advocate but they're just open to love. Great. I do still think there's a level of preference there. <laughs> I still think there's a level of preference there. So what I'm saying is this is not a soapbox to, A, feel bad for me, period. This is more of just a true tea. This is why if I ever feel, I feel like I've closed off. That's why I feel like, I and to be queer, I, to be queer, to be queer, true to, me? to be queer, <laughs> to be queer. I'm here to make it queer, honey. I might get hit, hit on by, uh, people of color in the day-to-day. But again, the whiteness of it all has kind of closed me out to even noticing these moments, to even noticing this opportunity, to even noticing, like, this. So again, I, I, I feel like that's what this is causing. So we should have a podcast episode about that, but I really wanted to get that off my chest because you're right, people can take this and be very... Oh, you're being very bitter, or you're being this. This is not bitterness, sweetie. This is living the reality of my experience and knowing that it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not racism. It's not reverse racism. It's knowing what I need right now. And again, we are just making things apparent because I know most people at home are not thinking. I wonder how it feels for queer people of color to date when there's only these options available and all these things about that. no one yeah. thinks about it and again you probably wouldn't unless you're in it and that's why we're here honey to make it what queer make it queer <laughs> so to be queer what's the take home today um please stop following anyone that is not about it who does not walk the walk talk the talk especially Britney Spears I'm gonna tell y'all I, this is bitter <laughs> I don't know why no I don't know why I was gonna say no I think a better direction would be three ways to spot performative advocacy Niños, estos son tres maneras para ver um, protestas performativas y cancelar esa gente que no son para, para las vidas negras. <laughs> Número uno. If you see one of your influencers or one of the people you follow reposting content from other white people about issues of black and brown issues, then that might be a case that they are performing because mm-hmm. they don't really care to uplift black and brown voices they just want to seem like they know what's going on and they're not listening at the end of the day to black and brown voices so oh yeah si okay. number uno si usted ve alguien poniendo en su instagram que que es, que Black, las vidas negras importan y es de otra persona gringa y, es, y esta es una persona gringa eso dice que ellos solo quieren estar oír las voces de otros gringos y no están entendiendo las voces negras y latinas y acciones number two check their timeline and their friends one of my favorite things to do this is a real tea insider okay about for people of color for BIPOC okay lean in uh, lean in it's a secret 
Um, we know if someone's racist, if we go to your Instagram, your Facebook, and I'm a white people. Because <laughs> that means you don't care about us. You don't care to have friends like us. You don't care to take pictures with us. You don't care to be in the tag photo with yeah. us. Um, no, and I and people are like, oh, I'm not racist. I know a lot, many a teacher that be at black schools and you go to their page, all white. Some people yeah. do their, you know due diligence in their in their work but it's a lifestyle um diversity so um get on to it girls be on be about that life numero dos si usted ve a alguien um en instagram que solo tiene amigos gringos y solo tiene fotos con gente gringa eso dice que ellos no tienen amigos de color y eso dice que uh, chances chances is that a word Chances on. Yeah, chances. Chances on. Chances. Ya tú sabes. Ya tú. Ya tú sabes. Qué racista. Next. And correction again, honey. Number three, cause it's pride season for you girls, you queens, you queens, you queens, you queens, and the uh, rude girls. That bro over there. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure, people. Are out with a guy, you know, you're getting hot and heavy on grinder right before you go all the way. All right. Tuck it back in and say, which queens do you follow? Who are your favorite queens? If Trixie Mattel, Raven, I don't know, other white queens. Thank you, Tyra, for saying that. Ooh. I've been saying that. She dra- Thank you. Thank you. Because we've known that Raven had on her profile that she don't date black people. Or Asians. Or Asians. So, at Raven there, too, bitch. She was different into the spice, she said. She- <laughs> She was in touch. Again, 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 again. Yeah. That, so would I want to date someone like that? No. 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 Uh, but um, if there are any queens that are just mostly white, that's the issue. As you all know, I'm sure, the data shows that um, despite being in the top, despite winning, uh, the black queens or queens of color on Instagram, um, for some reason, never reach a million. They take um, months longer to get verified, and they never have the same impact as people that go home first, as long as they're white and skinny pretty. Um, that's how you tell, okay? Estamos celebrando el mes de orgullo y si estás hablando con alguien que no conoces y quieres saber si es racista, pregúntale de RuPaul's Drag Race. ¿Quiénes son la gente, la, las queens que, que uh, le fascinan más? Si es Aquaria, si es um, Just a queer. Just a <laughs> CS Aquaria and other um, Tal vez es racista Okay um, so, Okay So oh. there you have it guys We've kind of like This episode was really much Again if y'all are talking about doing your research Then y'all better getting these views up The fuck because we just went in on A lot of information that really Applies to life And impacts people of color Queer people of color um, especially And we're here to educate because we choose to We ain't got to honey So where else can they find information About Wait Don't Do It and race (laughs) (laughs) Make sure to follow your girl At Nunu Parish y'all You always say you're safe first period And if you want to find me, you can find me at Rafika Onika on TikTok. I have not been on there for a while, but find me there. Um, (laughs) And Instagram. All right? So all the works, they can find you at New New Paris. New New Paris, y'all, on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all the works. And again, WDDI Podcast on Twitter for all the drama. Who going to block us next? I don't know, but we're going to keep calling this Who should we challenge next? Can y'all challenge? Like, who should? Put in the comments below. Who should we challenge next? Who should we fight? Who do you have your doubts on? And we will find out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I got time. Okay. It's the summer. Ready? <laughs> so there you have it in three, two, one. Traction. <laughs> that was work.